0: Welcome to the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio, David. It's great to be back again in the in the uh, the golden chair over here at America's Web Radio. Um, Gene,
1: Gene Autry added your song, "Back in the Saddle." Back again.
0: in the saddle again. It's great to be back. Uh, as you know, I took a little trip down south uh, to Mexico, and uh, you know Mexico has been in the news recently, David. I don't know if you've noticed it or not. Uh, there's certain presidential candidate has made it a prime topic of his presidential campaign, uh, that our good neighbor to the South is somehow destroying a country um, uh, three times its size with an economy 50 times bigger. I I don't know exactly how that works, David, but it certainly makes for good copy. But it turns out that this particular narcissistic, racist presidential candidate uh, is actually wrong. I know it's hard to believe uh, that Donald Trump has actually lied about something. It's I mean, I know. I, I, to even to call it a lie is probably an overstep. Uh, maybe we can call it a, a statement ungrounded in truth. Is that, is that a better way to put how Donald Trump speaks? Um, but uh, the wall, David. He has made an issue of the wall in the last couple of weeks, because, uh, especially in the last week, because he's gone after the judge in his private Trump University lawsuit. Now, this is what, I don't get this statement. Maybe you can help me understand this a little bit better. Why, in the middle of your presidential campaign, in which maybe you have a chance to win, I don't think so, but maybe a chance to win, do you go off on a judge in a, in a, on, a, on a case that has nothing to do with your presidential campaign? Do you, can you help me understand that at all? you and, and get got nothing, right? Not, um, except this. Um, I actually think that Donald Trump doesn't want to be president. Uh, and he only ran for president to stoke his ego and to grow his empire, his perceived empire. And that this has gotten way out of control, in his opinion. And I think, and we've talked about this before, perhaps by just saying increasingly crazy-ass stuff, maybe someone in the GP, GOP will step in and say, OK, Donald, yeah, you know what? It's over. It's done. We've got a real candidate here. We're going to bring back... Romney, we're going to bring up Kasich. We're going to ask Cruz to step in. And and I think Trump would welcome that because I don't think he actually wants to be president. I don't. I think this is. I think he's terrified of being president. I don't think he has any idea what to do if he were president of the United States. Um, And so I think when he goes after Judge Coriel from Indiana, by the way, uh, whose family has been here longer than Donald's mother was here. is uh, not only eminently capable of, of, of course, of, uh, of judging Donald's fraud case, but judging it correctly. I think what Donald's afraid of is losing face and money when he gets hit for millions of dollars in damages when that case goes to trial. Because the reality is Trump University was a fraud. It, from the very beginning, a, a scam to take people's money. Have you read the deposition transcripts that Donald himself gave? it's all a lie the whole thing is literally just a made up lie using his name he had nothing to do with this thing other than his name and he's responsible for it so going after the judge by saying well the judge is, is of Mexican heritage or quote Mexican and therefore cannot judge me because I want to build the wall the great wall of Mexico um, paid for on the backs of Mexico but you know I think it's important to really look at this wall. What, you know, we've talked about it before a little bit, but there's a great article that just came out from Immigration Impact that really looks from Walter. I mean, it talks about the wall. What is, what are the, the, the Mexico U.S. relationship is much more than a wall. Um, and to try to make the United States a Mexico free zone, uh, we have to consider these things first. The total value of U.S. Mexico trade is what, David? Do you know the total value per day? Any idea what the daily total is? No idea. $1 billion. A billion dollars of trade a day back and forth across the U.S. Mexico border. Okay. Two, 13 million Mexicans traveled to the United States legally in 2010 as visitors and spent about. 8.7 billion dollars in the United States. 3. Roughly 6 million American jobs are sustained by trade with Mexico. And fourth, more than 20% of all US jobs are tied in some way with trade along the border. That's a I mean our relationship with Mexico is actually important for both both of our economies. But Here's uh, what Donald's plan would require. So besides the wall, which would disrupt a lot of that trade in many ways, uh, if you want to remove the 11.3 million people here um, that are undocumented, not all of whom are from Mexico, by the way, only about 5.5 million are from Mexico, uh, in two years, as Donald has proposed, this is what it would take. So currently, the number of federal immigration apprehension personnel, so ICE, uh, CDP employees, is around 4,800 positions. And we would have to increase that to 90,580 jobs. So here's, here's, the, here's the thing. This way Trump can add 86,000 jobs to the deportation machine, which of course would go away after everybody. So it's really a temp job. So where are you going to get these employees? Let's leave that aside. Magically, Trump will fart them out of his butt or something. I'm not really quite sure. Um, next, you have to increase the number of detention beds from 34,000 to 348,831 per day. Now, David, you, you are aware of these FEMA camps, right? These purported FEMA camps out there? W- what are you aware of in regards to these FEMA camps that have been put up? Because I know you know about them. I just want to know what you, what you recall about them.
1: I really know nothing other than, as we discussed and as we discussed on other shows, that they, there was a talk of them.
0: All right. And they may or may not. We don't know if they're real or not. We know what they were talked about, right? But apparently, if you wanted to deport 11 million people in two years, you got to bring them back. Because there's not enough jail space to put 380,000 people in jail. Okay? So, next, you have to increase the number of immigration courts in the United States from 58 to 1,316. Which means you have to find somewhere in the neighborhood of one to 2,000 lawyers who are willing to be immigration judges. They just don't exist. Because really, who wants to deport people like that? And then finally, you have to increase the number of federal government attorneys who process undocumented immigrants from the current number of 1,400 to somewhere in the neighborhood of 32. Thousand. Hmm. Does any of this seem in any way a realistic thing? No. It just—it's just realism doesn't exist in the world of Donald Trump. Uh, but get this: even if you do this, in two years you would shrink the labor force by 10.3 million workers and reduce real GDP by one. Trillion dollars a year. So, if you really want to destroy the U.S. economy, then definitely you should vote for Donald Trump. If you think that's a good thing to destroy the U.S. economy, definitely vote for Donald Trump. I don't know any sane Republicans who want this to happen. So, why would sane Republicans vote for Donald Trump? Well, he's way better than Hillary. How exactly? Because Trump is not only going to cost you this money, this economic ruin. He's going to cost you, as a Republican, the GOP Senate. And he may very likely cost you the GOP House. Even if Trump were to, by some magical fate, win election, he will still cost you the Senate. Period. Period. There's, there's literally nothing to begin. If you lose the Senate, the Trump wants to appoint somebody to the Supreme Court is irrelevant because they're not going to be appointed to the Supreme Court. He will They will strike down everybody. That list that Trump circulated uh, of 11 or 12 or 13 people he might appoint to the Supreme Court, there's some pretty good people on there who, if not appointed by Trump, might very well be put on the Supreme Court. But look who Obama has nominated to the Supreme Court. This guy... Gar- Garland? This guy's not a liberal by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I-, I think uh, that the Senate is making a huge mistake in betting the farm on Donald Trump winning the election. Because if he doesn't win and Hillary is a candidate, Garland-, Garland will not be the nominee. And you will see a real wild eyed liberal put up on the Supreme Court for, the- for that nomination, the Phil Scalia seat and there'll be no stopping them at that point. There will not be cuz Chucky e. Schumer is going to be the going to be the majority leader come, come come January 2017. And you thought Harry Reid was was a crazy wild liberal. At least he was from Nevada. You're going to have huh, Chucky e. Schumer from from New York. So, at the end of the day, David, looking at the Trump m- menage, uh, this mirage of uh, of ideas that pop forth out of his butt uh, and his mouth hole uh, to destroy Mexico and our relationship with them. Wow, David, I, I, I just can't even believe people would vote for this guy. I really can't. Do you really hate Hillary that much? Do you think Hillary would be that bad in four years? Because I, I think, by the way, I think whoever's president will only be a four-year president. Whoever it is, I think it's only going to be four years. That follows a pattern, by the way, in case you didn't know it follows a pattern. I think it's a four-year presidential term. So uh, looking at this, um, uh, I think we're much better off surviving a Hillary presidency than we are surviving a Trump presidency, which I think would be a nightmare nightmare. Internationally and at home, I think it would be just an absolute nightmare. And by the way, you're upset about the use by Barack Obama of executive action. Right? You don't like it. Although he has used it less frequently than Bush has, just FYI. Um, everything Trump has proposed would require an executive order. Because it's not in the law. And no way it passes a Senate run by Chuckie Schumer. It's not going to happen. So if you're upset about what Obama has done, do you share that same indignation when Trump does it at a higher level? I mean, I I think we're really looking First of all, I'm very upset that this is our choice Okay? I think you're upset this is our choice Um, I I cannot believe that 41% of the GOP support this guy in primaries. At least Hillary's got a majority of the vote in her primaries I mean, at least she's got that Uh, Trump doesn't even have a majority, and yet he's going to be the candidate going forward By the way, the the GOP should do something about that going forward and, and have a better candidate offered up Um... But I, I am upset this is our choice. But if you've got to make a choice between destroying America with Donald Trump and living for four years with Hillary Clinton, I think Clinton's your only choice. I, I just don't see how, how Trump could be a choice. Nate Silver, who is the uh, um, the prognosticator formerly at uh, New York Times with 538.com, uh yesterday said Hillary is going to pull off a landslide election today. Now, I don't know what that's going to be like in five months from now, and five months is a very long time in politics, but we're looking at a situation where if Trump literally either doesn't rein his mouth and brain in or the GOP doesn't say, you know what, we're going to take this away from you at the convention and we're going to put up a rational candidate, I, I I think we're in trouble. We're in trouble. So, David, that's kind of my first part of the show here. I really wanted to get into the numbers here about the wall, about Trump, because I think this is just so, from an immigration perspective, so completely out of control because of the rhetoric of Donald Trump that something will have to be done uh, to stop him from moving forward. Let's take our first break here on the Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio.
2: Si usted ha casado con un ciudadano, o tiene problemas con inmigración, o tiene una oferta de trabajo, llama a los abogados de Cook Immigration Partners. Somos en su lado. Con más de 100 años de experiencia en la ley de inmigración, conocemos la ley y sabemos cómo ayudarle. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos al ww.immigration.net. Buzz off with lawyer Liz.
3: Join me each week, Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, as we talk drones, Internet of Things, and technology. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. You're listening to America's Web radiocom the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
0: David, it's good to be back again. It's a little garden update. I know you were telling me earlier you actually have peppers growing and your tomatoes are coming in, but no okra this year.
1: Well, I got okra, it's just not a good
0: stand. It's, stand. it's like three little plants sticking up or something like that. I no, is, no, feel more than that. But but one okra plant can feed a family for a year. Uh, LAUGHTER okra, in many ways, is like a weed. Uh, it, it properly popped off, properly taken off. Because you gotta, you got to go every day. I mean, you wait a week, the okra is not edible. I mean, once it gets past, like, three or four inches, you can't eat it. So, uh, it's like chewing on a Band-Aid. Because I did that once. Oh, i got a giant piece of okra here. I mean, now nah, you, you get it like a Cracker Jab box. The outside, not the inside. Uh, my garden, however, which, I, as you know, I was not going to plant this year, but... Somebody did give me some tomato plants. So I have about 60 tomato plants sitting in my garden. And it's just a big, vast garden. I got one little section of tomato plants. And then I said, you know, I'll tell you what. I'm going to go in there, and I'm going to uh, plant last year's seeds. So I had some seeds left over, and I had some cukes and some, um, uh, some beans and uh, some squash. Uh, so I threw it in, and it, some of it appears to be growing. So, you know, not I all for, of it. I watermelon mine. and
1: pumpkin. I've got watermelon and pumpkin growing, too. I've got beans and peas as well. But yes. I, I, I did everything miniature size. Instead oh, you did? Of, Yeah. I, uh, a third of a row instead of a whole row. Oh. Huh. And uh, because the beans get away, they, yep. they can go, go sort of crazy. Right. And uh, that was the reason I'd cut back on my okra, but I never anticipated it, it would do uh, that That bad. That bad. Yeah. That bad, yeah. yeah. Maybe so it'll, it'll come up.
0: But you know our weather has been a little crazy. We get the drizzling rain and then the rain for a week, and so yeah. it's kind of the, my it's kind of slowed the growth of my stuff. Uh, the rest of the garden is kind of lying fallow, and I'm just kind of trying to keep the weeds down in it and mowing it and just keeping it. Uh, I I I had um, manured my whole garden this year to kind of let the soil restore itself a little bit. And next year we'll be back with a a bumper crop of craziness, I'm sure. Um, but hopefully I won't have my uh, I won't be spending so much time in my church opportunities that I have, and so I have a little more time for my garden every day. Um, and David, you haven't commented, but I have been on a diet
1: in the last... No, uh, you, you and I were talking about it uh, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. yeah,
0: I've been on a diet. And yeah, I I been I've, great. I've dropped around 35 pounds in the last six weeks and change, so I'm kind of happy about that. Looking forward to going back to uh, regular food soon, but uh, I've adopted basically a vegan diet, and uh, that's why I guess the garden is good that I'm growing at least something in the garden this year, and I, and I, can, I can get uh, at least some type of... Uh, um, uh, vegetables for, that are fresh but just organic food has been really an interesting interesting experiment an interesting experiment um, because I've uh, what I've found is that the food does in fact taste better, that's organic uh, and I physically feel so much better Phys- my, my wife uh, who's doing with, with me and has dropped a, a large amount of weight as well has, uh, she had this constant cough and I said like, go to the doctor get it done and gone just gone uh, so it's amazing how eating eating better food certainly can make you much much healthier uh, going forward. Much much healthier going forward. Uh, so I'm kind of excited about about that. I you know we'll see how it turns out. Maybe you want to join me on this diet. This you know let me
1: just say it. I couldn't. I, I know that you've been into the juicing. The juicing, I, yes. I uh, that
0: does take getting used to, by the way. But I do like it now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, first uh, of all,
0: lunch is very fast. <laughs> Um, but the big the thing is, I'm not making my own juice. My beautiful daughter in law, uh, ha- uh, Abby, is actually or she's paying her to do the juicing for us. So as she's at home with her baby, waiting to go back to work. So, oh, we'll make some extra money, get juice for us. So she buys the food and juices for us, and that actually
1: has not been a bad thing for us. What what, what is your normal? What what is your favorite juice?
0: Uh, there is this grapefruity, citrusy, carroty thing that she makes. Um, it's and it's delicious because it has that kind of. Taste of the grapefruit that's a little sweet, a little bit, but a little sour, with a little sweetness of the carrot in there. And she also puts a, a little white beet in there, and, man, it's, it's good.
1: I was starting to say, do you do, do much with beets?
0: Yeah, beets are a big part of this. Although red, white beets, not red beets can be really, as you know, over, very overwhelming. Um, and uh, to me, red beets are best served in pickles. I love pickled <laughs> beets. Uh, so I'm not a huge regular beet fan. Um, but, you know, the, the one I really liked, oddly enough, is a sweet potato juice. Hmm. You're thinking sweet potatoes have juice? You can juice anything, even cats, I assume, but uh, juice. And sweet potato juice, is very, I mean, it's very sweet. It's like eating, it's like drinking a, uh, a pecan pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweet potato pie. It's actually really, really quite good. And I was, uh, um, I was surprised by how good it was. So that's kind of the garden update, kind of the diet update. Doing well, looking forward. Right, we got two weeks left of this of this plan, and um, my goal to be down by forty may be reachable. We'll see um, during that time frame. I do know that most of my clothes no longer fit me. Uh, uh, my fat guy clothes. Uh, I have three sets of wardrobe in my closet. I have the skinny guy clothes, the medium size goes, and the fat guy clothes. And the fat and the regular guy clothes are all a little big. And now now the skinny guy clothes will be hopefully last me a little bit longer here. Um, but I don't know if you noticed yesterday, David. Uh, but Hillary Clinton won yesterday, the nomination uh, for the Democratic uh, primaries, uh, simply because AP called some people. Said, "Who are you going to vote for?" Now I have a lot of Bernie friends on Facebook, and I was kind of teasing them today. I said, "Up, oh, you guys aren't going to like this." And they're, of course, all apocalyptic. Well, it's not over, and Bernie's going
2: to go to the convention, and you know, it's not 1968. It's not 1968 anymore.
0: So I'm wondering why they why they think they're going to go to this convention uh, for for this. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm very happy with um, um, uh, with the idea that the primaries may soon be over so that my my Facebook feed can go back more to immigration stuff than to political stuff uh, going forward. For those of you who don't follow me on Facebook, you're welcome to follow me on Facebook. Uh, unfortunately, I've reached my max on friends. Do you know the max on friends of 5,000? And I have not made a fan page yet because I don't really want to be, uh, you know, a narcissist. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you can like the page and then get the updates, or like the firm page and uh, Cook Immigration Partners, and you get the updates sent to you sent to your inbox. But there's uh, what I have found: there's lots of uh, lots of fun stuff going on. Immigration is still maintains this uh, this very um, how do you say it uh, a, a current. Um, uh, 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 how would you say it, a current uh, relevance in the presidential election because Trump keeps going back to it. And as as Trump goes back to it, uh, that means Hillary is going to go back to it uh, and use it over and over and over again. Uh, There was a terrific article today about this uh, in the New York Times I wonder if I can find it here because I think it's certainly worth taking a look at. And really, what it talked about is, uh, in many ways, our relationship uh, to uh, to Hillary uh, to to Mexico, and uh, what Trump what Trump's um, uh, um, um, rhetoric is doing uh, for that relationship. And really, uh, is Trump really the person that we need? uh at the forefront of our relationship with our with one of with our our largest trading partner and not necessarily an ally because Mexico's army is not really something you're gonna ally with, um, but really somebody who's very, very important to our ongoing uh, uh, growth and success. Uh the article in the New York Times focuses on this. Uh the New York Times um uh points out that we have lost about 140,000 Mexican citizens who were living in the United States um, to uh, Mexico over the last eight years of Barack Obama. And the article goes through the details about why Mexico is not a failed state. Um, Mexico is, uh, in fact, um, a thriving democracy, uh, which has, has a problem caused by the United States drug use um, and I, uh, I I hope I can find this because I think it's, it's really super relevant to today in how we how we look at and how we analyze going forward what our relationship would be, for example David you have, you have heard that Mexico is dangerous right, you've, you've heard that do you, what is the murder rate per 100,000 people in Mexico do you, do you happen to know what that is it's 12.1, which is not a pleasant murder rate. Uh, that is lower than Miami's. How about Chicago? It's way lower than Chicago's. <laughs> it's also far lower than Atlanta's. The murder rate in Atlanta is 20 every 100,000 people. So, yeah, there are parts of Mexico that are more dangerous than others, uh, but not really in a way that's more dangerous than Atlanta or Miami. And yet... He's not saying you know don't go to Miami don't go to, don't go to don't go to Atlanta go to Chicago. Uh, I mean you would go to Chicago today. I mean you walk around Chicago, you're not going to get murdered in Chicago. There are certain parts of Chicago that you're not going to walk around in, um, and 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 that's the same is true in Mexico. There are certain parts of Mexico you're not going to go to within a city. You might even go to Juarez. I mean I have clients go to Juarez all the time for their interviews. Um, just don't go to certain parts of Juarez. Uh, so this idea that. Mexico uh, Mexico's a failed state. Well Mexico's not really a failed state. One thing I learned in my trip to Mexico last week is there there's a lot of money, legal money in Mexico. Um, Cabo San Lucas. Do you know what the unemployment rate in Cabo
1: San Lucas is? Probably about three, four percent. Three
0: four percent. Three or four percent. They can't get enough construction workers, literally, to work there. They're building like crazy down there. Who's buying these places? It's not Americans. There are some Americans buying it, but a lot of Probably Europeans Chinese very few Chinese (laughs) Mexicans are buying it, Europeans are buying it Uh, Latin Americans are buying it Uh, it's just a great place to live a great place to be uh, and a very safe place so it's really fascinating to see how the perception of an area feeds into the rhetoric of a presidential candidate but it's not based in any way in what what reality uh, actually is Uh, and uh, I uh, I would love to see when Hillary finally gets the nomination after after today's uh, votes and, and, and certainly uh, if Trump uh, if uh, if Bernie wants to go the, to the conference um, you know let them do it uh, go go to the convention let them do it but I think um, that, that at the end of the day uh, it's Mexico that is really you know not the place we should be afraid of but of a country we should be working more closely with for example. On Sunday in Mexico, and I found this article is written by Brett Stevens in today's Wall Street Journal. Um, it's not the it's not the Times, but the Journal. Um, that Mexico had elections in twelve states on Sunday, and the center right PAN party appears to have won seven of those races. Uh, the reporter uh, Journal reports that the voters in the world's fifteenth largest economy were turned off by the ruling party's failure to cut debt and tackle crime, and a boy wonder president whom they now regard as more a boy than a wonder. So. Here you have Mexico, which is a functioning democracy whose voters tend to favor pro-business conservatives. It's not a North American version of Libya, uh, exporting jihad and boat people to its neighbors. Somebody ought to explain this to Republican voters whose brains, like pickles and brine, have marinated too long in anti-Mexican nonsense. What a great article. What a great article. Dave. I, I would recommend it to our readers. It'll be on my Facebook page here shortly. But he points to the nonsense. One, Mexico is not a failed state. Two, Mexico is not a threat to U.S. security. Three, Mexico doesn't steal jobs. This is one thing that Trump's on. It's a, it's a, he says this, quote, Donald Trump recently resurrected this chestnut by inveighing against Nabisco and Ford for shifting production to Mexico from high-cost Illinois and Michigan. Never mind that one reason Ford made the move was to take advantage of Mexico's free trade agreements with the EU and other countries, meaning that opposition to free trade is the very thing that drives businesses abroad. Um, I, I just think that's crazy. Illegal immigrants are a drain on the system. We'll talk about that when we get back after our second break here on America's Web Radio.
2: Soy Charles Cook, jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley. Y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-80611. A las 404-816-80611. O visítanos en el internet. www.immigration.net.
0: With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on WebRadio.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Rinaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verifying your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866 286 6200. That's 866 286 6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net.
3: You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
0: Welcome back to America's Web radio. Uh I was just about to get on to something, David but you want to ask me a question
1: here you have a comment nah, I, I got a comment and really it's sort of I ha- I've had an immigration uh, professor across from me for many years now and uh, I I want to get on you I want to get on Trump and I want to get on Hillary first on Trump Trump t- says I'm going to build a wall so what does Hillary do? She says we don't need a wall, and you know they keep talking about the wall and they keep talking about Mexico. You come in today and you've been talking about Mexico mm-hmm. most of most of the first two segments. You know I I have this guy that I've sat across the table from for years now that has explained immigration to me, and I guess I, I'm I'm upset sort of with you, not not really with you, but upset from the standpoint that neither Canada nor any candidate has talked about immigration. You're the one that has taught me about immigration. Mm-hmm. Immigration's not about Mexico. I agree. Immigration's not I about agree. a wall. It's not about anything. Immigration is we've got a problem. We've got laws that need to be changed and solved. We've got people begging to come in that we need.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, David. So let's, let's get off this. of Mexico. Now I'm will tired t- of Mexico. Well, I, I there's one more thing about Mexico. Is it goes into the the illegal immigration, but Trump does in fact have a pay, one of the very few pages on his website is about immigration. How we're going to cut legal immigration? How we're going to deport everybody and build a wall? That's Trump's plan. Because Trump has aligned himself with the anti-population, pro-abortion. Uh, uh, reduction in population, people—that's who's in his campaign on immigration. Hillary uh, does, in fact, have a very detailed plan on uh, on illegal Im- on legal immigration and how to f- how to resolve some of these issues. Bernie actually has a very detailed plan, which he did not support four years ago or eight years ago, but which he now apparently does support on uh, on fixing the legal immigration system. And I thought, you know, that would be a good show to talk about where you literally go through each of their plans and what they have. Uh, Hillary, however, has said that she will introduce her own immigration bill in the, in the, in the, in the Congress within 100 days uh, of becoming president. You know? So the good news is I know people that work for her. Uh, I know people that work with her that are are good immigration people that understand both the bet cons and the pros and what needs to be fixed, what needs to be fixed, and how to make the system work better, that are in no stretch of the imagination open borders people. Uh, So, I mean, at this point, the only candidate that has proposed a real solution to the nightmare that has our current system is is really Hillary uh, and Bernie. Uh, The GOP has not put up anybody that's a nominee that knows how to fix it. Uh, Kasich had a plan, but, you know, he's not the nominee. So, uh, But, Dave, this is an important thing. One of the myths that you hear is that illegal immigrants are a drain on the, quote, system, which we talked about before. If you've got a problem with the welfare system, it's not an immigration problem. You have a welfare system problem. Okay, But here's the thing. It's just a complete lie. Uh, this whopper should be sold at Burger King, this author says. Since illegal immigrants pay billions in state and local taxes along with about $15 billion a year in Social Security, the benefits of which they are unlikely ever to get back. Entire U.S. industries, agriculture above all, depend on illegal immigrants without whom fruits and vegetables would simply rot in the field. If there's a drain, it's Mexicans going home. Roughly one million returnees since Obama has been president, according to the Pew Research Center. Outpacing the number of Mexicans who are moving north, by 140000 And this owes something to the growth and stability in the Mexican economy, which is largely a function of NAFTA, which Trump wants to get rid of and which Bernie wants to get rid of. Yes, America's lost jobs, but not as much as we would have lost if we hadn't done it. Um, And this is what's great. I love this. This makes Trump's opposition to NAFTA all the more misjudged. Without it, Mexico could easily have become Venezuela now know this in mexico 's last presidential election, the socialists lost by one well, percent
1: i don't i don 't know that mexico i don 't know what their natural resources are. Venezuela had obviously oil well Mexico has oil too that 's why pemex exists Mexico just mexico's terribly run government oil. Which I it think one day be, be, you know, will be will be unnationalized. Let's and then, say, didn't we send them offshore drilling rigs? Mexico?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the reality is they they just have Mexico. The quality of oil in Mexico is just not very good oil. It's just it's, it's thick oil. All the easy it's just, it's not the good stuff. So it's hard because they've been pumping since 1917. So they don't have a lot of the good stuff left. So technology needs to be improved, and and eventually that will change down there. But can you imagine having Venezuela on our border? Because that's what would have happened without NAFTA. Period. Um, It's just I thought Brett Stevens did a great job on this article. I I strongly recommend it to all my GOP friends to see what's really going on. But I think, David, you you make a really good point about what is the policy that Trump wants to enact on immigration. How is he going to fix the broken immigration system? Um, Let's take a look at what his policy says because we can probably find it on Google in, in probably in just a few minutes is my guess um, and uh, let's see what we got here Google actually really puts off some interesting stuff so here's DonaldJTrump.com's positions on immigration reform immigration reform quote that will make America great again he, he, just on that question David when did America stop being great and what what time period is he exactly
1: referring to do you know uh, is it the know, '60s? It's, it's like, it's it like everything 50s? else, Charles. It's it's take everything's taken out of context, right? You know? But if you look at our military right now, we're hurting. We're, and, In and what way is the greatest military the world's ever known been hurt? Is hurting? <laughs> when you're having to have our air force salvage parts. Well, um,
0: that's really Congress's fault, not the well, president's fault. I mean, Congress wants to spend money on
1: this no, crappy no, trillion-dollar no. fighter. It's, that it's work. not. No, it's 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 the administration. It's Congress. It's everything, and we can't afford to do what we've had the past seven years with Congress and the administration not working together. Well, you can't put all the blame on the administration, but at the same token, you can't put all the blame on. You Congress. Can put a
0: lot on Congress because they no. haven't passed the budget that actually helps the military.
1: So let's take a look at this. What,
0: what, what time frame is great again? What is, is that the 50s? When blacks couldn't vote? That, that time frame was good for America? Probably about
1: 1947, but there's a, there's a span in there just after. So so Trump.
0: we we got to find that sweet, that sweet three days in American it. history that was great again. What a bunch of crap. What a bunch of crap. It's the crappiest slogan I've ever heard. Um, so here is the three core principles of Trump's make America great again. Okay? Um, real immigration reform puts the needs of working people first not wealthy, globetrotting donors okay, again, that's not okay, whatever, it's rhetoric we're the only country in the world whose immigration puts the needs of other nations better are our own also not true uh, three core principles, a nation without borders is not a nation there must be a wall across the southern border
2: what about the northern border?
0: oh, there's white people that live there it's okay.
2: We know. We know.
0: We now know Trump's a racist. So now we know why it's only the southern border. Two, a nation without laws is not a nation. Laws passed in Congress must be enforced. Okay, what law is not being enforced? We know that Obama has deported more people than, than Bush and, and Clinton together. Uh, he's maxed out the money that's given him by Congress. I'm not really quite sure. And then third, a nation does not serve as a nation. Any nation must plan, must approve jobs. Okay. Alright. I'm looking here, David. Oh wait, there's more okay, there gets more here. Okay, so one, Mexico make Mexico pay for the wall. All right. Doesn't really say uh, pay for the wall until money so we're gonna impound all remittances derived from illegal wages. Don't know how they're gonna do that. Increased fees on all temporary visas to Mexican CEOs and diplomats. Oh, that'll, that'll raise like $3. Increased fees on border crossing cards. Okay, that'll raise about $1,000. Uh, increased fees on all NAFTA worker visas, which, of course, is a violation of NAFTA. Um, all right, so he basically wants to violate every treaty we have to, to make Mexico pay, all right, and, and, by the way, federal law. All right, next. Defend the laws and constitution of the United States. America will only be great as long as our organization of laws no one's above the law. So we're going to triple the number of ICE officers. All right. Only only 5,000 officers perform the lion's share of their mission. The L.A. Police Department has 10,000 officers. Uh, so we need to triple in size. Okay. This will be funded by accepting the recommendation of the general by eliminating tax credits for illegal immigrants. Okay. So don't, don't know we're going to get 10,000 more ICE officers, but okay then. Nationwide e-verify. Okay. Mandatory return of all criminal aliens. Didn't say how they're going to do that. Uh, detention not cast. So all the will be apprehended until they're returned home. No more catch or release. Not talking about how they're going to fund that. Cut off federal grants to any city which refuses to cooperate with federal law enforcement. Okay. De- okay. Enhanced penalties for overstaying a visa, which penalties don't exist anymore. Cooperate with local gang task forces. Okay, end birthright citizenship. Ah, okay, that means Trump wouldn't be a citizen because his mom wasn't a citizen when he was born. Okay, so that would be good. We can get rid of Donald Trump then. That'll be good. Uh, put American workers first. Uh, you know what's you know not really here, David, on his plan. Uh, actual legislation that does anything. So this is an amazing amount of rhetoric, a lot of rhetoric here, but nothing to actually fix legal immigration and bring more workers in and more... Better. So I guess Donald Trump is really all about speech and nothing about anything else. All right, right, let's, let's look at Hillary, Hillary's immigration plan, uh, immigration uh, uh, policy, Let's see if she's got one here. Um, all right. Hillary on immigration. All right. Uh, no, I, I'd rather get stuff from her website. I think that's better, don't you think, if we go to Hillary's website? Oddly enough, Hillary's website does not come up um, on, on the policy. on the, Oh, here it is. Here it is. HillaryClinton.com. Um, because she was smart enough to reserve HillaryClinton.com, whereas DonaldTrump.com takes you to a pro-immigration website. All right, so here's the thing. So here's, here's what she she's going to do. She's going to enact comprehensive immigration reform to create a pathway to citizenship, keep families together, enable millions of working out the shadows, defend uh, DAPA and DREAMers, promote naturalization and support immigrant integration and family detention. Okay. Okay. As Hillary will. Uh, let's see. Defend. Have some immigration reform. And the bars, which would be a big thing, promote naturalization, immigrant integration, expand health care, you mean trafficking. Okay. Now, again, pretty short on specifics, David, pretty short on specifics here. So what you're looking for from our politicians doesn't really exist yet. Does that concern you at all?
1: Well, that's no. what I said earlier. Tired of listening to Ball and would like to get down to
2: you know,
0: uh, Bernie's immigration issues. policy. Now, Bernie, Bernie's. Bernie. Let's take a break before we go to Bernie. take a break before we go to Bernie, because Bernie has a fair and humane immigration policy. We'll be back with the Immigration on America's Web Radio.
2: So, Charles Cook. Abogado y jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Llámenos hoy si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, si ha sido arrestado, si se casó con un ciudadano o tiene una oferta de trabajo. Nosotros le podemos ayudar. También podemos explicar what can you do to receive the benefits of immigration? Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611. 404-816-8611. O por el Internet al www.immigration.net.
3: Buzz off with lawyer Liz. Join me each week, Wednesdays at 2 o'clock, as we talk drones, Internet of Things and technology.
0: Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
3: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
0: Welcome back to our final segment on today's immigration. We're looking at Bernie's immigration plan. I will tell you, Bernie has got the best web people out there. Um, Trump's web people are non-existent because I think he's only got one. <laughs> uh, Hillary's people could do a better job on organizing their website a little easier and, and looking more slick and, and more readable. But Bernie does a great job here. You know, the thing with Bernie, though, is he would have a lot more credibility with me if he hadn't been opposed to immigration reform for most of his career. Uh, yeah, in 2013, he voted for the bill, but uh, that was not, uh, not, not, not his historic position. And I know this because when I was ALA president, uh, Bernie was not our friend of ours when we were trying to push immigration reform. Uh, he was not, not, not somebody we could rely on, not somebody we could count on, and in fact voted against uh, immigration reform at that time. So, But Bernie, I will give it to Bernie, though. He has six or seven uh, ideas here on detention and deportation, enforcement, um, uh, funding, um, detention, uh, legalization, uh, the three- and ten-year impermanent bars, border security, um, I mean, he has uh, future flow. He's got future flow in here. I mean, I, I, Bernie's got the best plan overall on immigration. My question is, where was Bernie before? Where was Bernie when we were last year, when we were when we were trying to stop all the deportations of families? Where was Bernie then? You know, Bernie, Bernie's credibility is 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 is, is, a, is the problem here because he is never Bernie is unable to compromise on anything that's not his idea. Uh, and uh, so he, uh, he could have done a lot better on this stuff, um, but he is not going to be the candidate, David, I'm sorry to say for my, for my friends. And as you know, David, I predicted last year, way last year, that Hillary was going to win the election. Didn't I? Didn't I, did, did, I did it, didn't I? I, I did predict it uh, quite clearly. Um, and uh, I still stand by that prediction today. David, David, however, believes that Joe Biden will be the next president of the United States. Um, and, and you're rooting for Joe Biden to come in.
1: Uncle Joe is. No, I'm not rooting for him. I'm just very realistic in what's going on, and uh, and I think they're priming him. Look at what he's been. He's he's been obvious and not obviously obvious lately, which is the way you got to keep Biden. You can't you you can say he's getting on the plane headed to do this for a mission over here, just as long as you don't let him say anything. <laughs> You do and then, know and he, he that if he jumped in the race, he'd actually have to talk, right? You do you do know that? Well, they they're working on the chip to insert. <laughs> we, you know?
0: I do lament an election without Joe Biden, and uh,
1: uh, he's going to they're they're going to roll Hillary under the bus. Biden's going to take. What if it? she picks Joe Biden to be vice president? Nah. Nah,
2: you don't. You don't think so? No, he he
1: wants the he wants the cream cake. He wants it all. If he's gonna do anything, he wants it all. But I I I've put it out on Facebook. I put it out on on the station many times. You look at what's going on. Hillary is not innocent. And I think this found, of what? What did she do wrong? I think this foundation stuff could uh, turn foundation into something. Foundation stuff
0: is nothing. The Benghazi Commission is now over. They spent $7 million and did nothing other than make themselves look like a fool. Uh, she ate them for lunch, spit them out, and, and walked away from that table. And they looked, they looked like fools. Even you know they looked like fools after she got mm. done testifying. The email stuff, she's not going to be indicted. Even Jason Chavitz came out yesterday, the head of the government oversight, and said, yeah, you know, don't think they're going no, to die. He's him. your man from Utah, he? He's not my guy. He's the one that ran against my good friend and beat him. I think Jason Chavitz is a joke personally. I think he's a mental lightweight uh, and not a nice person. Um, so uh, I think uh, that uh, at the end of the day, there's nothing going to bring Hillary down. There's just not. Now, will she do something stupid while she's in office? Probably. Probably. Um, <laughs> But the reality is if she wins, that means the Republicans have lost to control of the Senate and maybe even lost control of the House, which would be, I mean, that would be a—that would be stunning. And probably not going to happen because there's probably too many GOP guys that don't have a valid, uh, valid opponent running against them in some of these gerrymandered districts. Uh, but I think Hillary is um, going to be it. And, and for immigration, that's not a bad thing. You know, people ask me, well, Chuck, who do you want to win? You're going you're to do really well if Hillary is the president. I'll, you know, the real, I'll do really well either way. I mean, if, if you really want to try to deport 11 million people, most of them are not going to go without a fight, and most of them are going to have court hearings, and mo- many of them, as we know, have relief. It's been amazing, as Trump has, has expanded the rhetoric against immigrants, how many more people we are seeing who want to fix their problem, and some of them, I mean, I have a good 20 30 40% have a fix. It's hard, but it's fixable. And so I think that I would rather have people do it the easy, less expensive way and have a, some sort of legalization program that makes sense for America, makes sense for people, than have to go through an expensive court process, which can be a real hassle and a really quite difficult. But either way, we're going to be busy. America is still the greatest country in the world, David, regardless of what Trump says. And uh, people still want to come because the dream is still alive. I was having a conversation about the American dream the other day with a friend of mine who's Hispanic. He says, you know, I don't understand these Americans who don't understand the amazing opportunities this country affords, who think the dream is dead. The dream is not dead. Look at me. I mean, he's an undocumented immigrant who owns a business and has 30 employees and is doing very well financially because he had a good idea and he worked his butt off and he didn't sleep extra and he and he hired the right people. The dream lives but a dream is dead to people who think it's dead. And that's always been true in America. The American dream exists for people who believe it exists. And if it doesn't exist, it's dead. David, you're living the American dream here in America's Web Radio, right? You have your own, you are a radio magnet. Oh, yeah. You are a, a, an icon in the field of, okay. of an, internet, an internet radio broadcasting pioneer. Um, that's possible still today in America. Is it easy? No. Has it ever been easy? No, but you can still fight to get ahead. I Man, not everybody's equal in America. That's that's the thing, the myth, the people that want to believe that oh, we're all, we're all treated equally, we all start equally. We don't. A lot of us start with inequality in our lives because of the schools we go to, the neighborhoods we're raised in, the parents we're born into, the the, the, the amount of money and jobs our parents have. That doesn't mean you can't overcome it. It means it's more difficult for you to overcome it. Uh, And that's why I think we should be more approachable as a society in helping those members of our society who struggle to get out of poverty by helping them with either financial assistance, uh, uh, assistance in the context of schooling. And this is one thing that I don't necessarily agree with Bernie on, disagree with Bernie on. Schooling for colleges and universities, that should be cheap. I'm not sure it should be free, but it should be cheap. Because really... Why aren't we doing everything possible to educate as many young people as possible to the highest level as possible? Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we having more trade schools to make it easier for people to go to trade schools who don't want to learn about philosophy? Why aren't we making it easier to go to medical school? Why aren't we making it easier to become accountants? You know, there is there's a coming revolution, and we're going to do a show on this in the future, about the impact of automation artificial intelligence on the on the worldwide economy David in 20 years we're not going to need a whole lot of workers to get stuff done so we're going to really shift the nature of our economy immigration pays a part of that because immigrant workers are coming here to make that shift possible but we as Americans have to look forward and say okay if my job might not be needed in 20 years what am I going to do how am I going to do it so I, th- I think there's really wonderful opportunity coming up here, David. I think immigration plays a huge part in that. And I just hope whoever our next president is uh, does a good job and leads us in the right direction. As you know, I voted for Barack Obama the first time, but not the second time. Uh, and I am not supportive of some of his policies. But I think given the fact that the Republican Congress has never worked with him on any key issue, uh... uh I'm not unhappy with what Obama has done over the last eight years. I don't think he's destroyed America. I think he's done okay by America. I think he could have done a lot more. I think the GOP could have done a lot more. Until both parties realize that it's not about both parties, that it's about the rest of us, we're really not going to move forward in big leaps. Uh, but you know, hopefully that will happen before I die. I hope so. David, been a good week here on America's Web Radio. Um, if you have any questions about immigration or any other issues, or heck, if you want to be on the show, we'll be happy to feature you. Just give us a call at, um, or email me at chuck at immigration.net or at david at America's Web radio. Uh, until next week, this is the Immigration Hour. We'll be with you next week and have, hopefully, a guest to talk about immigration and Bernie. Until next week, this is Chuck Cook, your host of Immigration Hour on America's Web Radio.
3: You're listening to americaswebradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio.